Good morning again. Uh, and Happy New Year and Merry Christmas if I haven't seen you. Um, we're coming to the end of the Christmas season now, and as we do, we hit into the epiphany. Um, that word epiphany is something that, that kind of jumped out to me as I was praying this week about this feast. Because what an epiphany is, is it basically is, it's this moment where I all of a sudden get it, right? It's where I can look at something and understand the meaning behind it relatively quickly, right? And this kind of happens, it can happen kind of in a, it can jump out to you, it can be something that, it, if you've ever had that moment of intuition, all of a sudden it just, it just makes sense. And it can also be kind of surprising. Um, there are certain times that I've experienced uh, when I learn something new in school or all of a sudden it, it shows up in my, in my day-to-day life, Right? I remember that as a kid, and one of the times that I can remember that happening, where all of a sudden something just popped out and jumped out to me, uh, was a couple of years ago. I bought a new vehicle. Uh, it, was my first, it was my first adult, uh, adult purchase. I was very excited, and I bought a Jeep Wrangler. Um, I love my Jeep. I, I enjoy driving it. It's a fun thing to drive. It's less aerodynamic than a cow, um, which means that it, it, it gets nothing for gas mileage, but I love the car. One of the things I did not expect, though, and if, you've, if you know somebody with a Jeep, they'll understand this. There is a thing called the Jeep Wave. Now, if you don't, you've never had a Jeep, you, you may not understand what I mean, but whenever two Jeep Wranglers are driving on the road and they see each other, you're supposed to do one of these numbers. You're supposed to wave at the other person, right? You're supposed to just give them a couple of fingers. Hey, how you doing? Not that finger, but all of the fingers. Hey, how you doing? Nice to see you. And great. And you pass by. And it's just like a little nice thing. Um, I was told by Deacon Tim after 9 o'clock Mass that there's something similar for those who own a Harley that does the Harley wave. That you, that you give a couple of fingers down as you're passing, right? Well, this thing, it kind of shocked me at first because it's a Jeep wave. And I tell you what, whenever I would do it, like I started doing it, I was overzealous. I'm waving at everybody. I'm waving at cars that look like Jeeps. I'm waving at Hummers. I'm waving at Jeep Grand Cherokees, which aren't real Jeeps. Like I remember driving and just waving like that at pretty much anything. And it was funny because sometimes you get a wave back and you feel all good inside. And then other times you don't. And then you jerk. Come on, man. Like, like you, you, should, you should have to sell your vehicle because you didn't give me the wave back. I, it was one of those things, though, it jumped out to me because I wasn't expecting to be driving down the road and all of a sudden, strangers waving at me. You see, it was, a, it, it was an epiphany of sorts that I learned something that I did not know before, that I had never recognized before. So now, whenever you're driving, you, you may realize, like, hey, if you're ever riding with somebody who owns a Jeep and you, and you see some hands going... You, you'll understand what's going on. In the same way, if you, if you buy a new vehicle, this happens a lot, right? You go, you go and you decide, I'm going to buy this different vehicle. I haven't seen many of them. It's a really nice looking vehicle. Very, very excited. And then when you get it off the lot and you're driving it home, you pass by four of them on your way home. Because all of a sudden, you're aware that they're there. I tell you what, when, when there's a, in, in psychology, there's actually a phenomenon, they call it, it's something like the Brader-Meinhof uh, phenomenon or something like that. Basically what it is, it's a frequency illusion. That when I become aware of something, 
it starts to pop up and I start to recognize it in other parts of life. It's, a, it's just this phenomenon that there's an epiphany of sorts because I become familiar with something. If we think about today's Gospel, sometimes familiar, familiarity can help us kind of and help us recognize things, but other times, when we're too familiar with something, we can miss the meaning that's actually there. In today's Gospel, we have an epiphany. We have the story of the epiphany, but there is an epiphany for us. There's a revelation of something that's deeper there. And I think sometimes, because we're too familiar with the story, we can miss it. I know every year, around Christmas time, the question that it becomes a trivia question to our little ones, what was the gifts that Jesus got from the kings? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We all know this. We've all heard this. We've heard this for years and years and years. Every year at the Epiphany we hear it, and we constantly know it's gold, it's frankincense, and it's myrrh. But if we lean into what those three gifts are, we'll also learn what they're telling us about who Jesus is and about what He's going to do. The first one, gold. Jesus gets gold because He is a king. Jesus is given gold because He is a king. But if we really think about that, it does not make sense that these three wise men would have given Jesus gold. Why on earth would they go to a podunk town like Bethlehem into, a, into a, a house that they've never seen before, that nothing is very extravagant about, and come to a baby and give him gold? Well, they've done some studies on what the stars were actually doing back then. And the star that led them to Bethlehem was actually a clear sign that he was a king. The studies would say that there were two things that came together. There were two stars that came together to make a big star which shined over Bethlehem that night. The first thing was, it was the planet Jupiter. And from far away, it looks like a star. The planet Jupiter is the brightest of all the planets. And it was known as the king's planet. The second thing that came together, that was the second star that came together, was a star from the constellation of Leo. And the Romans called it Rex, which means king. The king's star and the king's planet converged over the king of the world. That's what lit the way for the Magi to come. And that's what revealed to them that the person waiting for them was a king. The second gift that is given is a frankincense. Now when we hear frankincense, I used to think it was something to do with Frankenstein. It's not, don't worry. But when, I, when frankincense was a key thing, was a key element used in temple worship, that before the presence of God, the high priest would go in multiple times a year and would offer a sacrifice of frankincense. They would burn incense before the presence of God in the temple. 
So when the kings bring frankincense to Jesus, when they lay frankincense at His feet, they're actually saying that this child is the presence of God. That He's divine. So we have gold that reveals that He's a king. We have frankincense that reveals that He is divine. And finally, the third gift, as we all know, is myrrh. And you may not know what myrrh is, but myrrh was a spice that was used after somebody would die. Myrrh was a spice that was used to prepare a body for burial. Well, we know who Jesus is now better because of the gold and the frankincense. He is a king and He is divine. But the myrrh tells us what He's going to do. That Jesus, that even as a child, as a baby, was destined to suffer for our sake. It points to the end of His life. It kind of is a foretelling of what's going to happen. That Jesus is going to die for our sake. It's really interesting that at at His birth, there's a star in the dark sky. There's a brightness in what is supposed to be dark that points the Magi to Jesus. And on the day of His death, on the cross, there's an eclipse where instead of it being bright where it's supposed to be, it's dark in the middle of the day. See, these two things, they, 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 they point to the, end, the beginning and the end of Jesus' life. And it would not make sense for Magi to give a baby spices for burial. But they do. Because they're pointing to what His destiny will be. Jesus is divine. Jesus is a King. And He's going to suffer. The, third th- the, the last thing I think that's very important about this story is one of the last lines we hear. We hear that the Magi, when they leave the Christ child, that they don't just leave and go back to Herod. In fact, they're warned in a dream and they take another route home. They don't go the way they came to meet Jesus. They go b- home by another route. They change their direction. I think for us, we can, we can heed the words that Fulton Sheen once said when he was reflecting on this. Fulton Sheen once said, of course they wouldn't go back the way they came. Because no one who has an encounter with the Christ child can live the life they were. Can continue to walk the path they walked. It's a moment of conversion for them. When they come to the Christ child, they have encountered the greatest of kings. So they're not worried about the temptation that Herod, or the, the, the wor- they're not worried about what, what power Herod has. And they go home by a different route. Now all of this is, is great, and all of this is wonderful. And all of this can be kind of an epiphany for us that we can see what's happening behind the story. But I, I, think, we, I think for us, for the the sake of our life, we can apply this to something new. Three days ago, we said goodbye to the year 2020. Praise Jesus. Three days ago, we closed the book on last year. 
And now last year is gone. And it's never to come back. And that's wonderful. We can bury it and never have to worry about it again. But the question that I have for us as we embark on a new year is what is going to be the thing that makes 2021 different than 2020? For, For nine months, we've been waiting and counting down for 2020 to be over. We've heard it in our, in our, in our media, we've, heard it, we've seen it on social media, we've heard it in TV shows, we've heard it repeatedly over and over again that we can't wait till 2020 is over, but my question is, what is going to make 2021 any different than 2020? I have to believe that if we want 2021 to be the gift that God wants to give us. It starts just like the Magi in meeting the Christ child. It starts for each one of us just like the Magi in coming to know who Jesus is, what He is going to do, and how that impacts my life and going away by a different route. It's going to take a moment of encounter with the Lord and a moment of conversion within our heart to change the path. Otherwise, 2021 is going to be the same thing as 2020. How is it that God wants to speak to you during this new year? I think for us to to learn from, it might help for us to learn from the past. So when we reflect back on the last year, what is it? In what ways did did God reveal to you that He was the King of of the world, of the universe? And what signs in your life did God reveal His power and His His strength to you? Or did other things creep in to that authority role. That other things find the place that the king is supposed to sit and nudge him out of the way. In your life, what what things, in in what ways this past year has God been the one you have worshipped? One of my my professors once said, and and they understood this in the Old Testament, that every human being is going to worship something. We, we worship something. We are made to worship. But did, did something else maybe jump into line? Maybe some, something else eclipse God in what we focus on and what we worship? In what ways did God reveal to you that He was with you in the suffering of 2020? And trying to figure out how to homeschool four kids. And watching Alabama win another national championship. And, 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 and burying a loved one. In what ways has God revealed to you that He's there to suffer with you? Or has that just been a weight that's been too heavy to bear and has led to despair? You see, God wants to be, wants this this mission, this identity of God that is revealed to us through the gifts of the wise men 
It's meant to have an impact on our life. It's meant to bring us to a moment of conversion. It's meant to bring us to another route where we go about our life by another way. And not the hard path that was the past. Every one of us on January 1st was given a gift. A clean slate, a new start, however you want to phrase it. What's going to make 2021 different than 2020? I'm going to close with this. Uh, Michelangelo was a great sculptor. He was an absolutely amazing sculptor. If you've ever seen in, in, in Rome his, his statue of David, or if you've ever seen his Pieta, or if you've ever seen any of these beautiful sculptures that Michelangelo has done, you, you would never question his genius. He was, it, it, it's said that whenever one day somebody asked him how did he do the work that he did, and he said, whenever I look at a block of marble, the sculpture is already there. I just have to get rid of everything that is not the sculpture. See, in his genius, when he looked at the raw material of a block of marble, he could already see the pieta. He could already see his Moses that he carves. He had already seen David, one of the most iconic and beautiful statues that we have in, in the Western world. He had already seen it within the raw material within the endless possibilities of the marble. As we embark on 2021, may we peel away everything of this year, everything of our life that is not of the Lord. That we chisel it away. We sand it away. That by the end of this year, that we look a lot more like the Lord. We sound a lot more like God. That we become an epiphany of God's presence to everyone around us. That we have the same impact on them as Christ has had on us and as Christ did on the Magi. What's going to make 2021 special? An encounter with the Lord, a conversion of heart, and a sharing of God's presence. May God bless you this new year. May He lead you, and may He guide you.